joined the Shadow Shaman today to talk about waiting and the perception of time. We decided to do this topic today because waiting can be agonizing at times and our perception of time definitely impacts our experience with waiting and we thought it was the perfect timing because the old year has closed out and the new year has begun and a lot of people are really in this transitional time of waiting because so much is moving out of their lives or has ended so much is starting to come in but for many of us we're not really sure where we are uh, we're not sure what's coming in. We're not sure exactly what part of us has closed or healed or moved on. And so it's just a really odd time on a collective level. And so we thought this would be the perfect time to talk about how to move through the waiting process in a way that doesn't feel so agonizing. Right. Who is impatient as it gets? This is especially to those impatient souls that uh, they just suffer uh, waiting it's his own type of hell. So that's where a lot of uh, pain and a lot of a lot of pain comes from that just from waiting. Waiting is um, com- uh, waiting is a way to make you sit back and be focused on what's going to happen. And a lot of times when we have a problem with waiting, there's a problem with control. Now, that could be two things. Like, now, some people don't want to, some people do everything they have in their power to control. But there's just a point where things just have to take a hold and then just have to blossom and then let the work do the work that you already put in. And that waiting part is so crucial where you just have to sit down and sit back. It is so painful. I would say to take this a little bit deeper, sometimes for some of you, he speaks as if he knows what he's waiting for. Some of you may have no idea what you're waiting for. And that can be agonizing itself because you just don't even know. And even then, whether you do know your vision or you don't, the thing about waiting is it's it's really to help, like he said, teach us to give up control and surrender to the divine timing. And we naturally are not going to learn how to trust in that divine timing and allow ourselves to surrender if we're not put through these um, moments of waiting, which is to grow that muscle. It's to grow our faith. We naturally would stay at a very baby level if we never had to go through a wait. We would, you know, never have to, I mean, we just wouldn't grow. So the thing that came to mind, like he said, is it's control issues that are being challenged because you can't control it. And it's this whole growing and discovering just how much faith you are willing to have and your ability to surrender. Yeah, absolutely. Ability to surrender. It's it's very hard in the moment. So I'm I'm gonna take a step back into this. Um, have you ever looked back at something and thought, "I'm glad that I waited. That wasn't the right timing." A lot of a lot of us just want something we're not prepared for. 
where it's something that we really deeply like. But looking back, and then again, that's when it's, it's the easiest looking back rather than like not looking back, you know. Like in the moment, it just feels like hell. But it's just looking back is when it, it has been shown in. Now, some people um, have been denied something so much or it has gone delay. And it feels like it's the end of the world if we don't get them. But that's because... Um, that's because um, a lot of times we haven't surrendered to the fact that that might not be for us. That's one. And the other one, if you don't know what you're waiting on, that's... Uh, that is somewhat that is something that lets me know that there's a part of us or that part of you that needs a little more clarifying and get more specific and shadow work around what it is that you want in order to figure it out. One of the things that I have learned um as someone who definitely likes to have control, finding out that I was control freak. was a process because I never considered myself a control freak. Uh, I knew that I had a lot of self-control, but I didn't realize that 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 impulsive need to have some like self-mastering self-control was because I did actually have control issues. Mm -hmm. And it felt like because I can't control everything around me, I better control myself because that was the only way to feel safe. And so learning how to not have that security during the waiting process, as far as like not being able to know the details, the timing, not even knowing for sure sometimes what is even going to come in, um, not always knowing the vision was cru- like excruciating. But one of the things I have discovered that can be so empowering is learning how to pray through it. Oh, yeah. That's the power of prayer is real. And especially once I know my vision or I at least know what it is I'm wanting. Like I may not know how I'm going to have better health for sure, how I'm going to get the financial uh, freedom or how I'm going to get the more better loving relationships, but I at least know what it is that I'm wanting to fill. I may not know the whole vision, but I know what it is I'm wanting to fill. And I may not know the how, And so learning to pray through that and be so committed to praising and praying Mm -hmm. has been so powerful in getting through that waiting process without getting discouraged. Because I don't know about you, but one of the first emotions that really pop up for me, depending on how crucial the circumstances feel, is definitely fear. Fear. I mean, that's a pretty valid one. Um, What happens is that you have life has a incredible way of making you submit to the divine will because some people might try to feel like they they cheated it before and some people will feel that it's uh it it works against you but it's it's a matter it's a matter of aligning and understanding that there's a lesson in the waiting I've had times where like things only happen really truly last minute because some things had to uncover and I had to, um, believe it or not, I I had a a control problem. I wanted to control many things because I felt 
that I, I didn't have that control when I was younger in certain situations. So I wanted to feel like I was in control. But then life had a way of uh, making me uh, wait, wait and sit down and be on the opposite receiving end of um, this is divine timing. This is not your timing. You're going to have to like sit down and wait again. Back with, uh, looking back is always, you know, easier than looking at the moment. But understanding that it was the time, the, the timing of waiting was saying, literally saying divine timing will prevail before, after, and in the middle of whatever timing I have, you know. And it, in a matter, if you feel like you're struggling with the timing of things sometimes, Ask yourself, what lesson is it? Is it in me on waiting? And is it me who's delaying it? Or is it divine divine will? If it's... Um, chances are, if you're the one who's doing the self-sabotaging, you need some shadow work. But if it's out of your control and it's not happening, at that point, it's just a divine timing trying to say, there's a deeper lesson into this. And I think that sometimes what happens is when that fear comes in, at the core of that is like the fear that we're not going to get what we need or that we're not going to receive that promise on our heart that feels like I have to have this in my life. It's like it's the fear that we're somehow going to lose and not receive and the fear that somehow the universe may not have our back, like, like, like infinite light may not actually have us. Like maybe it, we might even like begin to give up on ourselves. We might even begin to give up on our dream right before it can even come. Yeah. Because we, we, in that waiting process, sometimes there's a mental battle, right? That we face where we start to worry that like, oh, maybe I'm being tested or um, it, maybe it's just not meant for me. I'm just no good. And it's like, that's really when the unconscious, subconscious shadow really begins to act up. And I think that is to help bring us into awareness of what conditioning and programs are running in the background that are actually built on lies. So when you have those mental chatter and those mental loops that involve giving up on yourself or giving up on the promise in your heart, which is actually a promise from infinite light and source that you're meant to have that in some capacity in this life, is definitely the shadow. And it's a chance for you to figure out where that came from. And also, I really feel, again, that it's not just um, about divine timing, but helping us to learn how to be more dependent on the source within us of infinite light instead of being more dependent on what would be considered idols, things outside of infinite light that can only bring short-term yeah. gratification or... A lot of times it brings like, it tries to bring a smaller vision. Like sometimes the actual vision for our lives is bigger than we even know. And we're settling for less. And we're settling for less by being dependent on other things. Yeah. Waiting is just a matter of saying, is, do you really want this? Is this what you really have? Is this what, it's testing you to make sure that you're centered and you're within and your inner being. Yeah, and, pre- and I don't even know if testing is the right word. I'm starting to feel like preparing is a is maybe a more easier. Maybe it's me because I have some religious trauma around testing. So for me, 
I would switch that word to preparation and that makes it more empowering for me. Because for some reason when I hear the word it's infinite light or the universe testing me, it does for me bring up religious trauma of why would the good test you? And like I do get the the logical reason behind it, but there's some type of emotional wound there that I need to explore. So I'm going to say preparing me um, because that seems more empowering. But I think for some people, they do call it testing. Um, so interesting. So um, let's do some shadow work on live or do you think we should leave it up for later? What do you on think? On what? On that very subject. Well, let's let's just tackle it real fast so they can see how we work. That's what I was thinking. So, like, for example, I would ask you... What... No, just do it on me because I don't mind being vulnerable. Okay, sure. So, let me ask you. Uh, testing. Does it go back to a time... Uh, where... Okay, so I would start... Where, where does the pain feel? Where do you feel comfortable in your body? It's hard to know because... When I think of testing, I think of that. It's I'm reminded of being in confusion. So growing up, I battled a lot of confusion. Yeah. And I was terrified because I grew up in the church to such a degree that what they fed you was divine law. It was truth. And anytime you even entertained anything that was outside of that Bible, it was Satan. Right. And so then there was this fear that, oh, this loving father of yours is going to test you or Satan is going to test you. So then it felt like either one might test me. So then when I was, quote, being tested, I would get scared. Who's testing me? Is it God (laughs) testing me or is it Satan testing me? And I'm going to tell you, as a child, do you know how traumatizing that is? To think that there's this big demonic demon, Satan, that's out to get me and test me. And I'm a child of God, but he's allowed to come test me. And then it's like, well, what if I fell? How do I know if I'm failing or passing? So then it's like... I lived in such trauma of of somehow not being protected by God or not experiencing God being happy with me. So this is what really made me scared. If bad things, quote, bad things happen in my life, like bad luck, I would get terrified. Am I being tested or punished? And so then it started turning into, am I being tested or punished? And when you go through that type of turmoil and confusion on a psychological level and it's so disruptive that you're struggling to stay present with reality. Like most kids go play in the playground and they have fun and they hang out with their friends and I'm over here in constant traumatic stress over heaven and hell, my existence and my natural wounds of losing my father so I lived in what they call religious OCD I would repent up to 25 times a day to relieve the stress that God was mad at me and if I accidentally die today I'm dead and I'm going to hell so it's very traumatic because I'm just a child so I hear testing I hear all of that that's hardcore that's so hardcore and I feel like religion robbed me of a childhood it took away childhood carefree play because everything felt so serious and I was constantly, seriously, constantly on the outlook for God and Satan, God and Satan, God and Satan, God and Satan. And it was awful. Sarkor. Um So when I look into it, it's, uh, 
Yeah, it's like it feels like they're playing. You're being played ping pong, and then you don't know who you're serving today, and if it, what or what side of the aisle you're falling. Yeah, because they teach you in church that Satan will disguise himself as light. So it's like, well, then how? Like Satan will. So they say that the only way you can tell the difference is through the discernment of the of the heart and the Holy Spirit. Well, when you're only like t- 10, 12 years old, you're like, well, how do I know for sure? And you, you doubt everything to where you're so confused. Guys, uh, I feel, well. So yeah, so, ping pong is so how I felt. The ping pong and part of you feels, the word is, it brings like, uh, my ears start ringing when I look into it, psychically tune into it. It just doesn't know it. It when the the thing that comes to mind is like you don't know who it feels like it's you were serving back then, because uh, you you kind of had to pick. Uh, it's like one pulled you with guilt and one pulled you with moral questions that kept asking you your curiosity and your curiosity felt like it was confusing you more than it was actually yeah. like. Uh, Helping you cope with what was actually going on. So at the court, it felt like you're taunted, you're guilted, and you're confused, which made you feel even more uh, bad about yourself. And it was like you couldn't feel safe within yourself. Exactly. So, I was unable to feel safe with myself no matter how much I prayed begged pleaded read my bible and i did all of that so what we're gonna do is because we use energy work also through uh to work infinite light and infinite love to uh have it rewire and work with it and remove what needs to be removed and be put the a more supporting and empowering belief so with your permission i'm gonna put that on infinite light yes and I feel like that was such a part of your identity. Yep. And hundred percent. And way of coping. So the way of coping and identity and your relationship with it and all that good stuff. Huh. I think the reason why it's been hard to heal that part of my past is like looking at it, I can understand it. But it's like there's still emotional pain that my younger self had to to live like that. Absolutely. It's like I feel anger that I had to live like that for so long. Especially with everything I know now. It's like I feel hurt mm-hmm. towards religious programming. And the fact that I was already developing under trauma, I feel like the church does not hold space for how their teachings, fear-based teachings, can impact a child under trauma and that child take it to an irrational level. I think that's systematic. And to get controversial up in here. Religious OCD is a real thing, by the way. Oh, 100%. Y'all should look into it. It's like insane. I, I, I feel like it's systematic. That the fact that they put you into like one is testing you, one is the one so is that Satan. You can't so you stay confused and then like you get a, a really strong, <laughs> convicted, uh, convict, full of conviction uh, leader 
that the, you're, you never reach more enlightenment for yourself until yeah, you know until you submit to its rules listen yeah. to it keep you confused and you get a charismatic figure just come in and try to like uh, so uh, be careful of certain churches you know we don't de- demonize all churches to i have fair. found some great churches but there's, there's some great places that genuinely you care about people really... and help but you have to like really so sort Use through discernment them. and pay attention to how they move the congregation if your if your church feels culty guys jump ship please <laughs> um so getting to back to waiting because sorry guys i just like that was a moment that was like we need to explore this no but, but let me just finish oh. it up real quick so when i uh did the energy work uh what sensations and how strong from one through ten do you feel? It felt like a five. Out of ten, okay. A five out of ten. And I felt it behind my eyes. And I feel like hiding behind all of that was the root of I am not protected and loved by source therefore maybe i'm evil or bad because people who quote seem to be more protected and loved by source did not seem to have the hell hole or trauma that i had and i felt very devout so i felt like no matter how devout i was i was not good enough for him to have mercy and protect me and being a psychic and being a shaman, I would see entities at night and they would latch on and torment me. And I remember feeling like, where is my father? Mm. I would pray and repeat scripture because at the time that's what I was trained to do. Um, and it felt like he never came to rescue me. And um, I understand the bigger picture now. I understand so many elements to this now, and I don't have time to go into my discovery in this particular podcast. But we can tie it back to the waiting. But that was the pain. And in that pain, it was a waiting game because it felt like I was constantly waiting for him to help me. So Because I felt powerless as a child. Or I felt like I was always waiting for my suffering. Like I would pray for my healing and pray for deliverance. And because the church doesn't teach you shadow work, it doesn't teach you about self-esteem work, and no one was teaching me that actively in my family, it was like everything was a prayer request. And then after that, it was just this waiting game. And I felt like he never would deliver. So, okay. Does so that make sense? I do. I have some insights about that. Since I'm going to tie it to waiting because we're not off topic, I promise. So, when I, so she would pray and she would pray and she would pray some more. But what happens, looking into it. I would like pray in tears. Like I'd be like hardcore on my knees praying, begging, <laughs> pleading like. Because I didn't understand any other way at the time. So part of it, um, part of it was her control issues, guys. Believe it or not, it it felt like, please show me how I can remove this. How I can, how I can. It's kind of like you come and say, "Hey, professional, that can fix this problem. Please tell me how to fix it." But then when they're about to fix it, they come in and say, "No, but I, only in the way I can help you." 
only the way I approve. You can only help me as in like you put the problem into it, uh, that which you were praying on, but you kept the problem in and didn't fully let it be an infinite law, infinite light. And she didn't call it back then infinite law, infinite light. She would use God, Jesus, Jesus and God. And the thing is, it didn't get removed because she, she felt like she didn't want a burden. And it's like, she's giving, and she's asking for help on how to like release this problem, but she would keep it. And cause she didn't want to be like a burden. And at the same time, it would just delay the process. There's a difference between waiting and delaying. Delaying happens with self-sabotage. And when there's a, you, you're not releasing the controls to the infinite light that which created you. And that creates delays. And that is a form of self-sabotage. And sometimes it's not obvious, you guys. Like It's not at all. You may not realize that you're having a control issue around something you're praying for. You may not be consciously aware. So you have to dig into what does desiring control look like uh-huh. to see if that is the case. So, you know, part of this work requires the building of discernment. I, I really do. I yeah. feel like it takes a lot of inner conclusions of building discernment. So you can actually tell the difference. And again, this plays into my fear I used to have of confusion because I had so much of it. Um, and then confusion Discernment has not been easy for me. I finally have built a pretty healthy relationship with it, but it's been a really hard road to get there. Yeah, guys, it's uh, control. So the way that happened to her, tuning into it energetically, it looks like she she wasn't relinquishing the reins of her life into that with infinite love, infinite life. And it was like I couldn't hold on to the faith. I'd always end up giving in to the fear. The fear would come and I would panic, get lost in the fear. And so it's like in this weird way without consciously understanding, I kept choosing the fear. Uh-huh. Over proclaiming the tr- my truth, over proclaiming my uh, solid agreement with my with what it was that I was trying to have faith in. Right. So instead of holding on to the belief that I am loved and protected, I would just jump. I would cave into this fear. Yeah. Because on on an identity level, I didn't feel loved and protected, so I didn't know how to choose it. So you definitely want to examine your identity level when it comes to waiting, and. We're going to briefly kind of shift this a little bit to how this involves perception of time. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, delay. Uh, when it's waiting, feels like it takes forever. Like, oh my God, like you've been waiting forever. So now, assuming that you've, you've looked into it and, and you feel like it's more waiting than delaying because of your own self-sabotage, and it's a hard one again. It's it's not it's it's very subtle. But uh, waiting almost feels like the anticipation of something, an anticipation that and an anticipation of something good. Now there's, now it's uh, <laughs> even in that there's a little bit of uh, subtleness. It's a very important subtle but powerful. Powerful discernment there. Because let's say you're... Uh, once it's the waiting starts to feel like it's delayed, it feels like dread. 
And when delay happens and it feels like ecstatic, like you're about to receive a gift from, you know, from Christmas, then it feels like anticipation of receiving something amazing and beautiful. And the only way to tell is uh, if you're relinquishing control. You're relinqu relinquishing control and, and, it, and you're not faking it. So a lot of people create fake anticipation and fake advertising. It's like they're trying to like hype up and create a feeling that's not there. How, yeah, and that's way different that's than super, actually working through something and it being like genuine. <laughs> Yeah, genuine. So, one is like... I'm we happy. can gaslight ourselves. Oh, basically. yeah, gaslighting yourself. You know, we're not proponents of that because that's just a, a hurt. That's just a, a hurt. That's thing. a dark night of the soul waiting to happen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just a rude awakening waiting to happen. It's like, oh, it's like that guy who didn't study for that test at all. And then he's just saying, no, but it's going to be good. I promise. I have a feeling. No, that's a bullshit feeling. <laughs> Not that we don't encourage that positivity, but if you actually have something else going on underneath all of that focused willpower and you trying to get your head in the right space, then you're you're using a lot of energy to, to create that. It's wonderful that you feel good. But what's really helping co-create is that actual... That actual root that's chilling there. Yeah. That unconscious, subconscious belief or identity. So, like, if I identify as poor, no matter how many times I sign up for abundance work and classes, workshops, no matter how much manifesting I do, no matter how much planting seeds I do, I might put a lot of effort and energy and still see no significant change because on an identity level, poverty is still there. And the identity level is so much stronger than all this willpower and exercises we do. Yeah. So a lot of it is, uh, like I said, there's gaslighting yourself and there's uh, a genuine feeling of anticipation that great news are coming, that great news are coming. And one is like, if you did properly and you didn't fall asleep during this podcast, you definitely picked up that once you relinquish on an honest to source, honest to God level, uh, about relinquishing that control of your life of the situation. In fact, I like to say it. You don't know. It's like uh, infinite love, infinite light. Uh, please, I have this problem X, Y, and Z. Please show me what to do. Whatever your will is, I know I'm gonna be fine. Please provide me a solution and or peace. and peace or better. I relinquish the control. Show me what to do. It's in your hands. And for some people who are like, oh, but I, I again, I don't believe in this higher power, this infinite light. I feel like it's you. You're in your own uh, No, listen. A person dis, <laughs> displacing their own power. You can change the terminology. Some people consider the God complex or the God figure, the father figure, the infinite light as an archetype. And even if that's your cup of tea realize that you're not hurting yourself by calling on that alchem alchemization of that inner archetype. Sometimes I have people write me, but, oh, but Leslie, you know, didn't you know that X, Y, and Z, and they have different viewpoints, and I get where they're coming from because I do a lot of archetype work, and I do understand that. So you're not hurting anything by being able to pray and surrender. Yeah. 
you know. Although, like I said, we we stick to divine the infinite cre- light, infinite light, divine creator. I just like to create space for everybody, though. I like to throw that out to everybody, but she's she's one of those. She's yeah. inclusive and she's inclusive and nice. I I meet people where they are and hold that unconditional love for whatever somebody's path is. I'm trying to get there, but I'm more feisty, as you can tell. <laughs> um, uh, perception of time. So. A perception of time is gonna feel like uh, um, it's just the weight is gonna feel like dread and delay because there's so sabotaging happening within you from from a place coming of fear and a place coming from it's like there's dread if you're about to get punched in the face like anybody who's been in a fight it's like if you're gonna get punched in the face the dread actually feels worse than the actual punch in the face I don't know if you ever been in one I was growing up in like. Before the age of 12, I had, like, a lot of fights, schoolyard fights. And I was, like, you know, it always felt like the the anxiety and the dread and the moment came. And then when the first punch came in, it was like, oh, it's not that bad. And then poof, 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 things happened really fast. So it's just the dread and anticipation on that. And it's just self-sabotaging happening at a from a fear-based level or from a place that something's not taken care of, which means take care of it. So we always advise to take care of it at the, what's going on in the internal, your systems and coping, and then make the actual change. Uh, it starts with surrendering to the, that control, getting that internal peace, getting that internal uh, compass uh, aligned correctly so you can actually just take real actions and real proactive actions. And if you're actually being led it's gonna feel easy, flowing, and it's gonna solution comes as fast as a as it comes in as inspired action. It's almost like you move the solution moves through you and you don't even know where it comes from. You're like, I didn't know I could do this. It's not fake, it's like actually like it's not forced, it's not fake, it's just oh I just, oh, the problem I have is X, Y, and C. Oh, perfect. All I have to do is A, B, and C. And then, bam, 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 gets resolved in way less time than you thought. So, fear delays time. It actually, it creates anticipation. Anticipation can be an excitement. It can feel very short. Dread and delay makes it slow. And being too rigid, too. Being too rigid. Well, that's a expand. <laughs> I got lost now. What do you mean? What do you mean rigid? Like um, feeling like uh, the control of it has to. Oh, look, it has to right. look like this. It has to show up like this. Oh it yeah, it's just has gonna, to feel like this. Because rigidness is just a. Uh, if you look at the root of it, is fear. Right. Because it's like I'm. I'm. I'm in conservation mode. I don't know if I'm gonna make it next time. Therefore. I am. I have to, you know, like really make sure I don't. You know, you go into conservation mode. You're you're fear based. You're not doing as much. You're going into paralysis almost. That's the rigidness at its more extreme state is a paralysis. Um, but yeah. So perception of time feels dread and slows down. Uh, it slows down. But like in a in a in a crappy way, cause it feels like it takes forever, and like you're in your own mini hell. Mm-hmm. Like nobody said, "Oh my Ooh. god, time stood still." 
because you're like with someone you love or and but time stood still and it fell fell slower but it was passing faster and it was not dread that's a different one sorry another one is being double-minded if you're really being double-minded in the bible it talks about like um being you know you're not for or against something you're like like media lukewarm it talks about being lukewarm instead of being hot or cold um it's gonna delay stuff because when you are proactively saying yes this is what i want i agree with it i call this in and then simultaneously you turn around and when the results don't come within the same day or quick enough you're suddenly thinking the opposite or you're thinking something different like oh, okay it's not going to happen I'm not going to figure it out. You're being double-minded. You're not committing to one outcome or the other. You're like ping-ponging yourself, which delays. So either try and commit yourself to this is what I'm calling into my life. This is what I desire. This is my promise. I believe it's going to come. I don't know when. I don't know how, but I have the faith and stay there. Stay on that track or decide this is not for me. I'm not waiting. I can't do it. And pick the other way. And that's better than being double-minded. Yeah, guys. You know what I mean? Like be single-minded so that things can actually... Otherwise, you're manifesting. Then you're pulling it back. Then you're manifesting it. And then you're pulling it back. So you're telling the universe, I want it. I don't. I want it. I don't. So the universe is going to wait. Okay, well, which one is it? Because literally, you're calling it in and then pushing it away. You're calling it in. You're pushing away without ever receiving. Does that make sense? 100%. Uh, by the way, uh, side note, if you're a single guy listening to this, and if you're flip-floppity and you're like lukewarm, girls are going to hate you. That's not an attractive feature. And no. not, women neither, but they I, uh, maybe they get a little more of a pass. Men, that's totally random. <laughs> men will get like a complete cutoff like that. That's a terrible thing to do as a man, especially if you're a leader of your family. Can't be lukewarm. Yeah. No, be lukewarm up in here. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm definitely learning how to do is I'm learning how to have fun uh-huh. during my waiting times, which is like big leaps for Leslie. Learning how to have fun, how to enjoy my food, how to enjoy my shower. Just being very present. Um, typically how it works for Leslie is I wake up in the morning. There's a subconscious, unconscious fear right at the surface. I'm able to realize that is for sure in the background. I work on it. And then I shift into being in a very positive, surrendering, happy state. I pray. I enjoy my day. I do my part. I do what I can do. The actions that are inspired within me, putting my best foot forward one step at a time, one day at a time, and then praying before I go to bed. So I'm learning how to be in the surrender flow and to give up that fear 100%. and that attachment to like a certain outcome. Yeah. But this takes practice and it takes uh-huh. discipline and it takes the growing of your inner being um to get to that place of ease yeah it's a hundred percent it's practice i mean it, i mean we, we've been practicing this for like the past year to uh year or so two years i would say two it's been like two long years since we started like no le- well for me oh i was like we've only been together for a year oh uh, no I... but you mean like since all this like 
this type of work. This is how me and you got aligned together is because we were both on passive growth and healing in this work. Yeah, 100%, especially when uh, when I discovered that... Uh, I didn't discover. This is not like a new truth. That right. I, I but stopped, discovered for yourself. I discovered for myself uh, and uh, with my alchemist brain, I, I saw and, and I saw the importance of it. And that's when I... I uh, I discovered its effect. I'll, I'll take credit for the fact that I learned it with energy work, for sure. So basically, the conclusion would be we choose whether we suffer or not during the waiting period. Yeah, we absolutely do that. Because if you're suffering, that means you haven't gotten clarity and peace. And if that means you haven't fully put it on infinite love, or infinite life, and, and ask it to show you what are the next steps, and to... And you haven't gotten to that emotional thing because part of you feels like... And here's the the biggest one, guys. It might feel like if, if I don't do this, I'm screwed. Everybody has that thought in the back of their head. And until you're able to make peace with that feeling that if I die, I die. If, if I, I lose the house, I if lose, I lose the house. house. If I screwed up, I screwed up. Because you're letting... I'm not saying don't take action. Just take, you know, put the problem on if you love, if you lie. Ask it for instructions, clear instructions. And release that fear. On what to do and release that fear with the, it's going to sound almost morbid. It's like if I die, I die. If whatever stuff happens, happens. And this is not the same as giving up. No, it's not. It's, it's coming to peace. I want to clarify that because I used to believe that I was doing the surrendering process but looking at it, it was more like I was giving up and like, whatever, if whatever happens, it happens. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so da da da. But emotionally, I was really actually disconnecting and saying, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Which that sounds like surrender, but it's not. It's really not. Because surrender is saying, I'm still going to show up every day. And I'm going to do my part, but I'm totally at peace with what is and what could be. Yeah. So a lot it's of it's very is, different. Yeah. So, like, like she said, yeah. Basically, we're not making. We're we're basically making peace with the divine will, okay? Because yeah. the divine will might be like, look, if it's I'll give you a different example. Let's say for example you're about to, you don't know if uh, gosh, let let's say for example relationships. Like should I leave this person? Should I not? You know what? If in love, if in life, I put it on you. Whatever happens, leave. Whether I leave or whether I stay. Just please make it so obvious. Make it so obvious and, and, easy and keep for and me keep either. me peaceful. Not keep, easy, but keep me peaceful with whatever the divine will yeah. wants from me, and I'll accept it. And just show me what are the next steps and, and what to do. Provisions and provisions or healing, or what's the other one? Provisions, healings. What's the just providing the courage and strength. Um, to follow through with your part yeah and, and it, asking if it like to to create provisions which means you have a vision you're co-creating a vision by the way with infinite light in your soul that's why that vision's there well, this one and is, you're asking source to uh provide for the vision or in this case or if it's the case that yeah you should stay together that's reconciliation yeah reconciliation if there's reconciliation with the like again, you're meant to stay together, and that's the divine will because you already put it on that 
reconciliation. Yeah, it's to, not coming super easy. Yeah, to heal They're what... They're apologize or you apologize yeah, or you... To heal what causes the division from the un, unity, un, harmony. In the unity. Or if it's time to go, it'll be provisions. It'll, you know... It, it'll very, make it amicable or get that person out of your life yeah. the easiest. Or you out of their life the easiest if you're the yeah. person... That's the if you're doing the praying, you're the, <laughs> you're you're on the good side. I hope. Uh, the let's say for example, you don't know how uh this situation is gonna happen. You're gonna you don't know how to pay that bill. You don't know how to how you're gonna get through that tough moment. Or you don't know how to get your business to the next level. Or you don't know <clears throat> if that important meeting is gonna kill you, or bankrupt you, destroy you, destroy. You know, again, it's it always comes down to like I can't be as myself. I can't gaslight myself. I put on infinite light, whether it happens or not. I know I'm taken care of. I just want uh, it. Let it be your will. I'm okay with that. Show me what's my part, and um, show me what's my part. I'll take it from there. And uh, just show me what to do. It's on infinite love, infinite life. I release this. I'm free. I'm at peace. And just uh, feel that for a moment, guys. If you're perceptive enough, feel that for a moment. That peace. You want peace. That's the peace you need. That's the peace that's going to make the solutions happen. Because you make peace with the worst case scenario. And again, the worst case scenario is death. And if it's death... It'll even make help you make peace with that, and if it's not death, or something else, <laughs> that's it, amazing. It, like it, there's so much opportunity. If it's not there. death, then you're it's good. just gonna be you're, even better. Yeah. You know, you're still alive, so you're still in the game, so you're chilling. So yeah, just so to wrap that up, basically, chain or uh, the waiting period is definitely an invitation for growth, for building and learning trust, trust within yourself, trust with. Uh, the source, uh, a time of learning how to give up control, to surrender, and to to grow your faith. Grow your faith and to, and and, and, and be prepared and, and pragmatic, practical ways to uh just basically confirm what's the worst thing that can happen, put it on the infinite light, be okay with what's gonna happen, and know that you're taken care of. Even in the worst moments, because that's, because it's it's not gonna work if you're gonna feel, uh, if if you don't do that last part, to be honest, because it's gonna be in the back of your head. It's just gonna block you and self sabotage you. So once you mm-hmm. make peace with the worst, your shadow can mess with you, yeah. and then with that, we leave you. Oh, let's show them the night meditation thing right before. Uh, we leave you with this night meditation, guys. Again, my favorite book from one of my favorite books from uh, Miss Leslie here. Uh, Wait, that was a good one. Having immediate answers. Waiting is difficult, especially when what you are anticipating feels important. Resting, knowing that the universe unfolds at just the right time. When you feel the pain of longing. Breathing to the peace that everything is being taken care of. Clarity is on its way. And there's another one that we found here. This one? Sure. 
Uh, that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, uh, will you find another one? No. Thank you so much. We'll be on here soon.